Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. If you do want to be a guest on my show, feel free to DM me at Joel Saves Big on Instagram. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. Today, I have Steph from at the main redhead. You can find her in the show notes. Um, her Instagram handle is at the main redhead. Steph, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yes. Hi, Joel. Uh, nice to see you today. Um, yeah, so I'm the main redhead. I am, uh, I would say, like a finance, entrepreneurial, uh, you know, real estate investor blog and um, social media page. The main redhead is my handle for all of my social media, including my website. So at the main redhead, um, the main redhead.com. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, I guess, a little snippet of who I am. And I can obviously go into more if you'd like of, of where I started and all of that. Yeah, if you don't mind, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so um, I started my financial journey when I graduated college in 2014. I graduated with 120,000 in student loan debt, which was it's obviously a lot. <laughs> I didn't really know anything about finances, money, or how to plan for the future at that time. Um, you know, in that time frame too, I feel like YouTube was, you know, obviously pretty large, but it wasn't. I think people didn't realize what a tool it could be. And I wish I knew way earlier of, about finances in order to become in a better place and maybe not go into as much debt. But I graduated um, and it was about 2015, 2016, I realized how much of a hole I was in. I graduated, got a job and my, um, and my job was immediately paying like 35,000 out of college. And so if you have a 20, 120,000 in debt, plus my other personal debt that I had and accrued. So I had about $190,000 in debt in like 20, in 2015, 2016. And so that's pretty substantial. And um, I knew I just, I had to get out of it. There was no other way. I'm like, how am I going to get married? How am I going to uh, afford a house? How am I going to just be able to live? Like I can barely pay my bills right now. So um, a little intense and definitely really scary, especially for someone who, um, you know, is 22, 23 and has 190,000 in debt. So <clears throat> for me, I, I really just like buckled down. I worked 80 hours a week. I just decided like the only way to get through this is to get through it and to work. So I stayed at my job that was 35,000 a year. It was plus commission. And I just really called ass and I just worked literally nine to nine every single day. Um, and I got my income up to 150,000. So um, with budgeting, I found Dave Ramsey on YouTube around 2016, 2017. And I started just really tackling my debt. So since then I only have, um, I say only, but I have 85,000 left. So I paid off 105,000 since then. Um, and I only have 85,000 left. And my goal is now to, in the next year and a half, pay that completely off. So. I have a pretty steep goals, but um, I kind of had to with how much debt I had. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Um, it, it's so crazy, like when listening to all different people's stories of like, then it's the number is different of like that, that wow moment of like, I need to do something about it. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy to see how like you're doing it. Something that you mentioned is that like you're on your Instagram page is you're getting back into like cash envelopes. Um, for those yeah. who don't know, could you explain what that is, um, why you stopped yeah. and why you're doing it again? Yeah. So uh, cash envelopes is basically when you create your budget, there are certain items that you propose that you're going to pay cash with. So for me, it's uh, gas, food, 
and then I get my nails done every month. I know some people that's like a faux pas in the debt-free community, but in order for me to sustain such a long period of time to pay off debt, I didn't want to not do things that I love every month that were obviously within reason. And so $50 a month goes towards my nails. But I did cash envelopes. I originally did it years ago because it was a really great way to follow a budget. And then I would say I've been kind of Dave-ish in between the years where you know, for like two or three years, I'd have amazing momentum. I paid up a ton of debt and then it gets really tiring and it's sometimes difficult to keep up on momentum. So I definitely had um, periods where I kind of went in and out and that's when I stopped doing the cash envelopes. But um, I got laid off in June. Um, a lot has changed for the better um, over the last few months. And so it was kind of that time again for me to really reel in my, my budget. And so I went back to cash envelopes which I think is a great way to really stick to a budget because when you're paying with cash, it's so much more emotional. It's actually so much harder to spend it because it's literally money leaving you. Once it's gone, it's gone. Where with a debit card or credit card, you just don't even think about it. You just swipe and go. And that is where the issues happen with most people is they just swipe and then they're like, oh shoot, I'm 2000 in debt. And I just didn't even realize that over the last few weeks of spending going out to eat, gas, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's something that I've seen a lot of people doing um, a lot is relative to who I follow. Uh, but it, it's exciting to see that you recognize that like your new way wasn't working. So you're going back to a way that worked, um, even if it takes a little bit more time up front. Exactly, exactly. It's definitely, it's not, it's definitely not easy. I think using the cash envelopes and it is, it takes more of a almost like your lifestyle has to change a little bit because you do have to go into the gas station. You can't always be in a rush because if you're in a rush, it's difficult to take the time, go in the gas station, pay for the gas, go back where people just want to go in, swipe and be done. But I'm prioritizing my budget and my finances. So for me, I am making that a priority that I have to do this. If I want to get out, I am almost done. You know, I've paid off 105,000. I only have 85,000 left. Like that to me is like, okay, game time, like this is where I hustle and this is where I do kind of that final really hard stretch for the next year and a half. Gotcha. Um, your, your page has been growing a lot faster recently and you've been out there for a while. Why did you create your Instagram page? Yeah, so um, it was probably 2019. So um, I've always been kind of an entrepreneur. I've always had like a thought that I couldn't just have one job. I always had multiple jobs. And so whether it was a nine to five and then I side hustled, I actually created the page as kind of like my um, side hustle slash debt-free community kind of page because I realized the personal page I had was everyone I went to high school and college with, which was fine. But I just was transitioning in my life around getting in a better spot emotionally, financially, health-wise. And I just felt like I wasn't being surrounded by people that really supported the journey. They just, you know, they see me like I, when I was in college, I was kind of a party girl and that they only saw me as that. They didn't see how much I've evolved and how much I've changed and the career pathing I've done. And I just wanted to kind of rebrand myself a little bit and have a different outlet that would allow me to be super honest and open about where I'm at. And since then I've actually deleted my personal page because I don't even use it anymore. It's just like not even, it wasn't serving me anything. And so um, that's really why I started it. I actually, one of my main side hustles last like probably five to 10 years has been reselling. So I would sell on eBay, um, 
Facebook Marketplace. I used to work at Verizon, so I had literally a box of old cell phones. I cleaned them up, erased everything on them, and then sell them online for cash. And that was actually how I got my first emergency fund when I first started with Dave Ramsey back in like 2017. I came up with $1,000 that first month, literally just from selling cell phones. So um, that's really originally why I started my page. And now it's kind of evolved into like lifestyle, investing, um, financial, you know, goals and just like tricks of how I'm able to pay everything off. And I guess really just showing my journey, but also hopefully motivating other people who are in either similar or, or just getting their journey started. Yeah, you've definitely motivated me in that, like, I've struggled in that I, I don't feel I don't fit like one shoe. I, like I'm, I'm in many, I'm trying to be in too many shoes at once. Something that like my boss says at work is like, if he, if he does more than five things, he's, he's getting nothing done. Um, but it seems like you're doing more, more than five things and you're getting it all done, which is always inspiring um, to me that it is possible. Um, just gotta not just budget your cash, but also allocate your time, which you're very good at. I will say. No, thank you. And it's, it's so it's funny. It's something I've actually realized over the years and it's my superpower is I'm very, very good at multitasking and being like a project manager. Um, I have like pretty like crazy ADHD and I have to be doing so many things or I get bored very easily. That's why a nine to five just never really was a fit for me. I had transitioned my career. I'd grown through my career and had, you know, probably four different companies I worked through from 19 to, you know, 29 and 30. And um, they were all great opportunities. And I always felt like I was growing, but I just was never the right fit. And I always got that feedback. Like you're just focusing on too many things. You're doing too much, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but that's how my brain works. Like I'm kind of scattered in a really productive way. Like I can make like my to-do list on a daily is me ta like having tasks of I manage my building, my real estate business. I'm also a property manager for my client managing about 23 units. And then I also, I'm a full-time consultant now and I'm doing social media consulting. And I also have a client that I'm helping organize her apartment. And I have all these little things going, but that like really fills me up. And I think you have to find what fills you up. If it fills you up and you're excited and you go through the day and you're energized, do it. Keep doing it. Love it. Enjoy it. For me, when I'm just working in nine to, nine to five, I'm dragging, I'm slow. I just feel like I'm not using all of my creativity and my brain power. And for me, it's just, it was, it's what works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but it's just something that I've learned that works really well for me and I get the most out of me. Yeah, that's, it's, it is inspiring indeed. Um, you you quote yourself as being the, the serial optimist. Um, and I remember <laughs> when you, you lost your nine to five and I was following your stories. Um, and for those who haven't or missed the beginning, um, you can find Steph's stories on Instagram and all social medias at the main redhead. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but Steph, something that, that really struck me, um, like I it was like an aha moment. Um, I don't know if I could do it, but when you lost your nine to five and you got laid off, um, like you mentioned earlier in our conversation today, um, you took that as like a win. Um, like you're able to now focus on what you really wanted to do and wanted to work on. Uh, did you have like an emergency fund set up or were you just waiting for that for that moment um, of like being not tied to a nine to five and creating your own work schedule? Yeah, so um, 
I would lie. I would be lying if I said it wasn't devastating when I got laid off. I was not expecting it, um, but it really was such a blessing in disguise because over the last 10 years, like I said, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I knew I always wanted to run my own business. I want to be my own boss. And it wasn't for the, you know, I, I always hate it when people are like, oh, the flexibility because you don't have to work as much. Like, no, you actually probably work double than what you normally work with a nine to five, but it's on work that you love. And so um, I, you know, to be honest, I really didn't have a huge amount of cash savings. I, I probably had about two months worth of uh, emergency funds. Um, but what helped me and allowed me this time is I have a rental property that cash flows almost my full sa monthly salary. And so when I lost my job, I was like immediately so scared. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm okay. Like I don't, worst case scenario, I don't work for two months. All my bills are paid for. My mortgage is paid for. I'm okay. And so that peace of mind really allowed me to just like, I took June honestly off and I traveled. I went and saw one of my best friends I haven't seen in three years down in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just took time for myself just to kind of like almost mourn the loss of my old nine to five, really go through this transition period. But, you know, I've done therapy. I've, I've had many conversations with people. And the number one thing we always have talked about was like this, my my end goal was never nine to five. It was always to own my own business. And so when this happened, I remember calling my boyfriend and I'm like, oh my God, I just got laid off. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, this sucks. He's like, no, this is the best thing that could ever happen. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, this is everything you've been working for and that you wanted. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. And then I did a therapy session with um, my amazing life coach therapist, Emma Lynn. She's actually on Instagram and she is like, I highly recommend her. And she really did the same thing. She really validated, like, this is exactly what God's plan was. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. And so having that validation from two really crucial people and having that support and then being financially okay to just take, like, you know, maybe I wasn't cash, you know, saving a ton of money each month, but my cash flow allowed me to just kind of take a step back and really think about what I wanted to do. And then literally within a month, I had five clients. I decided to start my own consulting business, like full-fledged. I did some freelancing, but I started um, to start my own business and it honestly took off and it just was timing. And it was, I just feel like it was in God's plan because it's worked out great. And I just landed um, a massive deal yesterday that, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this. Congrats. Yeah. And I, I am a big believer in that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes our timeline is not the timeline, but God has the perfect time. Um, and it, it's it's cool to see that all come together. Um, another thing that you pointed out that stood out to me is that you had people or you you still have people um, like life partners and life connections um, that are very important um, to you. And I, I, I think that's very valuable lesson in that there's like there's more than just financial wealth. There's like, you know, personal health, like social health. And that's one of them of having high quality people around you at all times. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I honestly, if you don't have someone in your life that supports you, you need to get everyone out of your life, out of your life. And that sounds really aggressive and really um, extreme. But if you don't have people supporting you and being there for you, because as strong as I am, I still need support. Everyone does. Like I, I consider myself really independent, but there are many times where I, I'm like, you know, talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, what should I do here? What do you think here? And it just, it's great to bounce ideas off of, but then just to have that, like, you know, 
committed support that no matter what, you're going to be fine. And to give that like optimism that sometimes everyone needs when, when things get difficult. And so I, I just, it makes me sad when I see people who not have that support and I'm like, you've got to find it, which is why I originally started the Instagram from the get-go because I was feeling like I wasn't getting supported in my life years ago. And I found it through the debt-free community, through, you know, uh, social media friends. And then ever since then, it's just been like, it's like my platform and my community that I turn to whenever I need to. Yep. Definitely can relate. Cause even me in college is just all about fun, go to class, get a, get a grade. Um, and then all about like people pleasing rather than um, like being a people person. Um, and I think that I've, I have changed as well. And I have also been debating of, like you had mentioned earlier to get rid of my personal Instagram. Like I, I barely go on it. Um, it's like the community that's here with being around like-minded people and those who are 17 steps ahead of me, um, example yourself, um, is just inspiring. And I, I agree with you. I think if it's not serving you, like let it go. And that's, that's one of the big life lessons I've learned over the years from career changes through relationship changes, you know, gaining, losing friendships. I think you have to just stand really strong with who you are and where you are and your morals and your beliefs and how you want to live your life. And then just surround yourself with people who want the same things and, you know, who either are there or, you know, 10 steps above you. Cause I do the same thing. Like my client, she is like amazing mastermind real estate investor. She's like 20 steps ahead of me, but I want to surround myself with people who are smarter and better than me because it just pushes and elevates you to that next level. And I think that makes the biggest difference when you're trying to progress your life and live the best life you possibly can is elevating yourself. Couldn't agree more. I, I wish we had more time so I could ask about your real estate adventures um but hopefully we can talk about it in, a, in another episode maybe season two once I get to 100 people um, yeah absolutely I could I could go on about real estate investing my first year was uh was a journey to say to say the least <laughs> yeah um the short and sweet uh for the purpose of this call as we're just getting to know who you are um and just having that conversation is you mentioned that you have a rental property but you also mentioned that you were in debt how did that look yeah, so um, it's not an ideal setup. I would not recommend if you have debt to buy a rental property. It definitely set me back probably a little bit, um, but it has propelled me forward. So I had about 30000 I bought my rental property, and I knew because for me, I wanted to buy a property that I could live in. I could live for free and eliminate. I was paying 1800 a month in rent, so I have no rent now, and then I'm able to cash flow. And so what I did is, for the first year I lived in that property and I was cash flowing about a thousand dollars a month so after the mortgage was paid I was still taking a thousand dollars home so it was like a separate income and allowed me to kind of focus on my goals eliminate bills so that's one thing I love about rental properties and investing is you don't need to have 20 properties is that the goal for a lot of people absolutely and my goal is to, to grow my cash flow but for me it was really about how can I leverage a property by buying an asset in a market that I know is going to only increase? How can I eliminate my rental payment that is exorbitantly high? And then how can I make money no matter what for the next 30 years, every single month passively? You know, there's obviously work within that, but for the most part, it's passive income. And real estate investing kind of knocked on my door and I haven't looked back and I've literally tripled my cash flow since I first started per month. And 
you know, now I'm in a place where it's basically its own separate income. It's almost the same amount I was making on a salary um, in my previous job now. That so, is crazy and amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's not easy. It's really difficult. It can get expensive if you don't plan and prepare. So it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying it's just some easy thing you do, but it is something that if you put the work in, it vastly pays you off. Couldn't agree more. Um, hopefully I'll be able to save up enough. Right now I'm going super, super aggressive on my student loans, get it out of the way. I got 15 paychecks left um, to get nice. it done. And I know who to who to reach out to um, for some help and support. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you know, you have me in your corner always. So thank you so much Joel, for having me on this. I'm, I'm excited to see how you grow your, your podcast and all the hundred people that you speak to inspire and, and I'm excited for you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to follow today's guest, the link is in the show notes. If you haven't already, it'd be greatly appreciated if you can follow the podcast on the platform that you're listening on. Just a reminder that personal finance is personal and it's not like the average jolt.